You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight I'm joined by Kristen and Jennifer. How are y'all doing? Hi. I'm here. <laughs> I'm making it. <laughs> I think it. that's how everyone is at this point. Um, we were supposed to get together uh, earlier in the month and talk about our book for the month, and that didn't happen. It last just yeah, – oh, that's right. Yeah, technically it was last month. Um, yeah. And we were supposed to get together and talk about our book, and we didn't do that. Um, school is starting, and it's always hard. Whether you work for the school like I do or you've got kids that go to school like – a couple of us here. It just, it, it's hard. It is, this time of year is hard. Um, so we pushed it back and we're like, okay, so we'll push it back several weeks and we can, we can read the book and then we can talk about it then. Um, and then contacted and it was like, so who else read the book? And it was literally me <laughs> to the point. Uh, the how far... it... So we tried to read the right. book. No, and I, I understand mean... you tried. How far did you get Jen? I got through like halfway through chapter four and it, it's got like what, 40 chapters in it. It's long. It's it a is. very long book. And, and I kept, you know, listening when I had time and I was just like, man, this is not doing it for me. And I'm the one that suggested it. So sorry, sorry. <laughs> as, as it's they say good. in Canada, <laughs> but yeah, while I was visiting them, they were like, yeah, we aren't going to be able to get through that book. It's just too much, too dense. Uh, uh, how how far did you and Chris – or did you and Chris – how far did you and Ray get through it, Chris? Uh, I don't know how far Ray got. I got partway through Chapter 3. <laughs> Man, those chapters are killers, aren't they? So let's uh, – what book is it we're talking about? Okay, <laughs> so the book – you're right. We, we are dancing around that. So the book that we were going to read is Marvel Comics, The Untone – untold story by sean howe um it is 17 hours and 52 minutes to listen to so it is 18 hours now to give you an idea i exaggerated slightly uh yeah to give you an idea like stephen king books stephen king's like longer books go up into that range and I mean that's okay for it being you know uh, fiction, but this was a nonfiction book, and this was very much written like a history book. Um, it's it is well, let's just kind of start breaking it down. So it is interesting. It is an interesting read, and if you are a very very hardcore comic book person, like if you really want to know the history behind this company. Uh, all the ups and downs, all the thing, all the people who were hired and fired, and who worked for who, and all that other good stuff. You're probably going to really enjoy this book, um, in small doses. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, trying to. Uh, so I had this book on, like I do a lot of other stuff. I, getting ready for the school year, so I have my headphones on. I'm, I'm playing it at double speed, and I'm still just going, "Oh my god, I cannot absorb all of this. It is so much stuff." It was just too many yeah. names, and then I have this problem, especially when I'm listening to a book. If you jump back and forth between names and dates and events, I'm just kind of like, who is that? Where are we? Like, And, and it seemed like he wasn't really going sequentially, so he'd, he'd go to a certain point, and then he'd go back to this person mm-hmm. and then come back up to that point, and I was just like, uh, if I don't see it, and it's just it's going way too fast for me. Right. <laughs> 
and by doing that, it does it is it it is told a little bit more like a story. And I think maybe if you read it like a chapter at a time, it would probably be better because then you could read the chapter and see, you know, kind of like, okay, well, this is this guy's run at Marvel. And then the next chapter is, okay, well, we're going to step back a few years and we're going to pick up with someone else. And I think reading it that way may have been okay, but even then it, like, it was a lot of stuff. And I mean, I like comic books, but I'm not a comic, comic book guy. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I knew a couple of the names that popped up, but most of the people I was like, I would vaguely be like, oh yeah, I've heard of that person. And that's about it. That's the only relationship <laughs> I really have. It's not like... I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I freaking love, you know, so-and-so. So finding out his whole story was really interesting to me. So, yeah, um, this is my first book that I ever returned to Audible. Like, I kind of felt guilty, but I was also like, you know what? I'm not paying uh, 16, 18 bucks, whatever it is for a book I can't get through and I'll use it for something else, the credit. So if you have an Audible subscription, you can do that. You can return I, books. I felt that same way the first couple of times I did it, and now I'm just like, if I'm not going to read it again or listen to it again, I'm like, no, nope, I'm returning it. I'm, you're right. I'm paying too much money for this. And to be honest with you, they apparently don't care. Like it's an automated system. Like you put in for the thing, yeah. and then like two minutes later, it's like, oh, here's your credit back. They don't, they don't care. They have your money. It's Yeah, it, I imagine it's they would. They would like if you did it all the time, they would flag right. you. But yeah, like I said, this is my first time. Hopefully, you know, don't want to have to do it again. But it was like, I didn't get anything out of this. I couldn't even finish it. So, yeah, yeah, definitely a niche audience for that book. Oh, sure absolutely. Yeah. So you were in the same boat there, Chris? Oh, yeah. I just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I I love you. You are so you, you're just blunt. Sometimes you're just like, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care enough. I'm like, oh, this could be interesting. And then the first chapter, I'm like, oh, no. It's like a freaking history. <laughs> oh, no. Book. So, like, if you really, again, like, to reiterate what you said, Eugene, if you're really into the comic books and really like knowing that nitty gritty. Oh, she kind of froze up a little. She froze. help you on Final Jeopardy, then yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> Final Jeopardy. That, yeah, that's a really good point. This would definitely be the book to go to if you're you're doing boning up on Jeopardy stuff. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's very, very dense with facts. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. So I threw out there, I was like, okay, well, we still need to do a show and kind of talk about it. Obviously, we've only been talking for six minutes, so this really wouldn't be much of a show. Um. So I was like, well, what other books have we given up on? And I'll be honest, I have not given up on many. Um, in fact, I can only really think of one right offhand. Uh, but maybe as as we have a discussion, it'll kind of you know ring some bells for me. So uh, would anyone like to talk about a book that you, you started and you just couldn't finish it for whatever reason besides this one? <laughs> well, I have a few. Um, okay. I didn't think I had that many, and then I thought, I remembered that like years ago when I started using Audible, I downloaded a few nonfiction books that I thought would be interesting. And then I never finished some of them. So I pulled a few of those. Um, But the first one that came to mind when we started talking about this was Les Mis, Les Miserables, Mm -hmm. you know, Victor Hugo. Um, I tried reading it after watching the movie and as if you've ever seen it, you know, it's like, you know, this yes, big, that's... it's like a doorstop. Yeah. So um, I think I got maybe like four or five chapters in and I just 
I couldn't do it for some reason. And I love historical fiction and I love the movie and I'm actually going to see the play in a couple of weeks, but I just like could not get through. I think it was just too full of extra prose and it deviated a lot from, you know, the story and yeah, I, yeah, it didn't hold my attention for some reason. I'm going to go back to it someday because it's a classic and I want to read it, but yeah, it was tough. Mm. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What's a book that you could not get through? So speaking of classics, I, a few years ago, and I loved it. So I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going to read Dracula. Nope, it's super boring. (laughs) (laughs) I like Dracula. I actually really like it. I thought, I I remember really liking the movie, but then I remember I was going through a massive Keanu Reeves phase. That was why. (laughs) And then when I went to rewatch it again, I'm like, oh, God. It's the most boring vampire movie ever. <laughs> I wonder if the book. It was just, and I, I had a hard time with um, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies too. I couldn't finish that either because I'm like zombies. This is boring. <laughs> what, and I also love that book as well. Yeah, <laughs> just it was too much. I didn't Dracula. read either of those. I can see how Dracula would be hard. Dracula is literally. Um, it's an interesting way of telling the story. It's literally just. Um, you're you're going through it is going through sequentially but it's yeah. going through all of these different people's um uh stories and memoirs so it's like you know uh so you know he so and so is writing they're like you know this is you know whatever the date is and this is what's happening and yeah. then literally the next chapter is another person and it's their their entry and when it's Put together, it's not too bad, but I can, I can, I can see where you're coming from. Fun, and I, I do like a multiple POV book, but I think what I started to realize is like Victorian Edwardian England was just boring. Like it was, <laughs> the way people the told worst. their story was very, very formal. Mm-hmm. And was, yeah, there was all these rules and etiquette and just layers of stuff, and I'm like. I'm just not sophisticated enough. <laughs> I don't want to read about this guy trying to sell Dracula real estate. <laughs> because literally that is happening in the book. Yes. Dracula real estate. Yes. yes. I like the retelling um, with Luke um, Evans, that movie, when he was Dracula. That movie was great. Mm-hmm. I like that idea of it. But yeah, Dracula. Isn't it crazy how these classic books become so uh like such a big part of pop culture yeah but then when you go back to them you're like where did they get this excitement from or like why was it such a big deal because yeah that's a good point yeah i don't <laughs> it seems get to it. happen quite a bit yeah it's like when everybody was in love with the english patient when all these oscars and i <laughs> i'm like this is <laughs> why is this a good movie oh. <laughs> yeah not sophisticated enough well, I feel that way about the, the the book, the first and only one that I could really think of right offhand. Um, and this goes back to being in seventh grade, and that is uh, we had to read uh, The Great Gatsby, and I did oh, not finish it. Yeah, I could not finish it. I, I did not care for my English teacher, and that didn't help. But going through and I'm trying to read this book and I'm just like, I'm not exactly sure what all's going on. And then Wait, on top in the of seventh the, grade, seventh grade. Yes. Seventh, appropriate for a seventh grader. Um, seventh grade, we're reading the great Gatsby 
and we're discussing what all of the colors mean. And green is this, and white is this, and I don't give two shits. And I'm just like, really? Like, I'm supposed to be paying attention. So anytime they reference green, I'm supposed to know, oh, that's envy or whatever. I'm just like, why don't you just say, hey, he was envious of whatever. <laughs> I'm just, and it's one of those things I keep thinking. I'm like, well, maybe now that I'm an adult. Maybe mm-hmm. I should go back and try this again. Listen, we read that book a few years ago for a book club. Actually, the one Mandy was in, the uh-huh. she ran, and I didn't like it at all. I didn't like the movie, didn't like the book, just because I didn't. I hated the main character, the woman. I thought she was awful, and mm-hmm. I, I hated the way the story went, not mm-hmm. so much the literary aspect of it. But yeah, like I'm not a big fan of that story. Yeah, so, I, but I did read it all the way somehow. Yeah, and I think I'm I'm the type of person. There are several books that I've like I have read till the end, and I'm just like, this is not. I, I kept thinking. I guess I'm the type of person that I'll sit there and start reading it. And I'm just like, I don't ever really care for this. I don't really like where this is going. But I'm gonna see it all the way through, just in case. Maybe I don't want to judge it too early because I know some people, like for example, that told me they're like, well, I didn't really care for uh, Ready Player One. And I'm like, oh, okay, that I I guess you just like the 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 eight, all the eighties references or whatever and they're like no it just was like about a video game blah 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 and I'm like so what did you think whenever like like they blew up his house and were like trying to kill him and they're like what mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah that's like a third of the way through the book did did you not even you get not that even part I'm like you literally just Give got it a like chance, the first yeah. part like there's so much more to this book and mm-hmm. they're like I had at least one guy uh, came back to me and said. I gave it another shot, and you're right. Like once it hits that part, it picks up and starts running. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you should have kept going. <laughs> so, but yeah, stick it so what's that, what's another book you've had to give up on? Um, for me, and this was part of that same book club. Uh, we read Four Hour Work Week because at the time it was like just you know it just came out and it was this big deal, and I didn't I know much about it, but um, as I read it, I just I thought it was awful because the author was basically suggesting that you have a four hour work week by getting other people to do all your work for you mm-hmm. and hiring people in other countries to like be your assistant and answer your emails and do all these menial tasks so that you could just, you know, sit on the beach and check your email once a week. And he had all these unrealistic like situations that the average person could never possibly meet. Like, Mm-hmm. His job is very specific, obviously, and allowed him that flexibility. But for the average person, it was just silly. And um, it was a little offensive to me to say, you know, just pay these people like, you know, pennies on the dollar because they're in another country and they'll do this work for you for nothing. And you can just lay back and relax. I'm not a big fan of that whole, you know, take advantage of other people for so you can live high and mighty thing. So so I don't know. I didn't finish it. I got like maybe halfway through and. Kind of gave up on it. Yeah, I could see that because a book I've, I've thought about suggesting for this group is um, "Crushing It," uh, "Crushing It" uh, by Gary Vaynerchuk. And literally, like he reads the book, he's super energetic, and he's literally just like work and work and work. And when you're done working, you go and work some more because if you want it, you got to work for it. Awesome. And I'm just like, okay, I uh, I understand that. I do have some limitations in the day, but okay. I I can I can kind of get behind that. But what you just said, I'm like, 
oh no, that sounds that sounds horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do that. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I'd be and like, this, well, this is garbage. Yeah, and this guy is like world-renowned speaker now and you know considered an expert in work-life balance and all this and maybe I didn't you know get through maybe there was more in the book that I could you know didn't get to but I was just a little off put by that whole you know situation so gotcha it's a big one for me (laughs) what about you got any more Chris yeah I have a few so uh 1984 really oh you didn't finish it it made me sad. Oh yes, it yeah, does. Sad, and it was too. It was too close to home. I could see it happening, and I'm just like, oh no, 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 gotta put that away. <laughs> pretend that that is because it was actually it's been happening, mm-hmm. and actually the part, the one that the part that really got me was when the government was we're we're so against these people, we're against these people. Oh no, we're not. Now we're against these people, and everybody just went with it, and you're just mm-hmm. like. Oh no, that's it. it just like the facts look like that and just because the government had said it they now rewrite history, yeah. Right yeah. history and I it's just, never that way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the guy was like, uh yeah, like twenty four hours ago, what? So why now? And like everybody's just believing this? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that hit way too close to home and I got a little too It's very triggering. <laughs> so I, I almost finished I think I only had like 75 maybe pages left mm-hmm. so i was at the t- i just couldn't though i'm like this is just not i hate stories that i know are going to end badly like where there is no happy ending which is a unrealistic expectation of books but that's the kind of books i like to read where I'm, that's why i loved the martian I'm like yay! <laughs> <laughs> well because you you're like real life is depressing enough i don't yeah. want my books and stories to be that's why I don't watch, and and that's why I don't watch drama, really drama movies or drama TV shows. I've there's enough shit going on in my life and in the real world. I don't need to watch yeah. that for entertainment. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel that book specifically. It was too much. I had to put it aside, and yeah, I'm I I don't ever I don't need to pick it back up again to see if I'll change my mind i'm fine with my decision <laughs> you got through enough of it that you, you got you got the gist you're, you're good totally got the gist so i won't read the handmaiden too i can't i know it's a canadian classic and margaret atwood is a canadian treasure but i just can't remember yeah it's rough too and it, it didn't help that we read those back to back that was tough <laughs> yeah so it was a depressing couple months yes it was um, I just thought of another one going once again back to seventh grade. Um, <laughs> Midsummer Night's Tale. I know it's Shakespeare and it's a play, and I don't see that care. was my favorite Shakespeare play of all of them that I read. I, I dislike Shakespeare, yeah. I'm not a huge fan, but that one was one I because it was more lighthearted and. Mm-hmm fun once again i really do think uh the environment i was in and the uh teacher i had uh didn't help um but yeah it's i i have gone back and and looked at some shakespeare you know as i've gotten older and i'm i'm still don't care for shakespeare stuff and i know everyone holds him in really high regard and that's that's fine if you really like shakespeare that's fine but i just I'm like, your characters are so <laughs> maxed out. Like, it's like, okay, this this one's going to be, you know, 
uh, comical, and you took all of the comedy bars and just like dragged them to maximum. I'm just like, tone it down, dude. Like, <laughs> I understand. Now he was also writing for uh, the common people who were coming to the thing, and you know that's why there's a lot of fart jokes and you know lower class humor in there <laughs> as well. But I'm just like, a little subtlety goes a long way, dude. <laughs> but See, that's- my dislike of Shakespeare comes more from how hard it is to understand. Mm-hmm. Because it was written, yeah, like 500 years ago in a different language, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. But, like, I took a Shakespeare class in college as an elective. We we dissected eight plays in 16 weeks. And I had a an English composition class I was taking at the same time because why not take them at the same time? And my instructor was from England, and he was, like, seriously offended that this class was covering eight plays in 16 weeks because there's no way you could get through that many plays and give it the attention it needs and you couldn't even get through one play and he was like so mad because he took it that seriously and I was like okay well um I don't really understand what's happening so taking this class is actually helping me understand what is going on in these plays (laughs) otherwise I don't know I was going to jokingly say, what did he say? Like, you know, you, you know, each plays an entire class upon itself. And you really just said that. Yeah, like he was like, one club, you know, one of those plays is, couldn't even be covered in one class. And I'm like, uh, okay. Jeez. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You're going to study other plants and stuff on the stage as well. Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> What's another one you got, Jen? Um, I have a book I've been trying to get through now. Geez, I guess like a year. It, so it's a book that's downloaded to my um, Kindle that I take with me when I travel. And I, I usually only end up reading it on airplanes mm-hmm. or airports. But it's called Hell's Princess, The Mystery of Bell Gunness, Butcher of Men. <laughs> and I think it was like a free or really cheap book through Amazon Kindle. And it was, you know, she was like one of the first serial killers back in the early 1800s. And it's it's a good book. It's just not like a typical story that keeps me going and you know I have to know what happens next because we kind of know like she killed a bunch of people and I don't know it's it's a history it's more nonfiction than anything so um, I'm almost done I feel like but I'm just every time I read it I'm like oh god there's still more and <laughs> never gonna finish <laughs> so yeah it's mine. that's hilarious Chris do you have any more um yeah basically any book in high school <laughs> so i'm not the I, only one that went to school was yeah what i was never a big reader i went through a big rl stein phase when i was in grade eight but then that's kind of where it died mm-hmm. so in high school we had to read things like the chrysalids and lord of the flies which i couldn't and then we watched the movie and then there was I love Shakespeare to watch it because I need if I see it then I get it but to hear it and I don't understand it I need that little ledger yeah. at the side that discovers it all and then it mm-hmm. still is mud um, <laughs> and I didn't read Hamlet I just read the beginning and the end and then talked to my friends and figured out the middle but <laughs> nice so did I ever finish Cliff Notes oh god yeah. remember Cliff Notes yes <laughs> Yeah, but I never finished a book. See, we didn't have the internet back then for our listeners. 
So we had to read these things called Cliff's Notes, which were basically like the Wikipedia of books and movies. Basically, <laughs> yes. In print yeah. form. <laughs> yeah. But even th- there were even some books that I did read and I still got the Cliff Notes because I didn't understand it. I was yeah. like, I don't know. It just, yeah, I'm like you, Chris. I was not, I had not found something I really enjoyed reading in high school. There were some short stories. Um, oh, what is, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Metamorphosis or what the one where the guy turn, slowly turns into a giant cockroach. I, I that. hate that short story. It, it's, it, to me, it's stupid, but like, um, flowers for Algernon, I thought was fantastic. I ate that up. Um, but yeah, I was the same way in, in high school. And it's funny because I was, I was talking to my partner at work today about uh what tonight's topic is and he goes yeah pretty much in high school i didn't finish reading <laughs> and what's funny is his son is in high school and in the room at the same time he just looked at his dad it was funny <laughs> so oh. sorry ray's calling me just it's all good <laughs> um well jen do you have any more um yeah i have a couple more so there was one called we have no idea um that I actually was supposed to read for my Planeteers book club. And I think I got maybe halfway through it. It's nonfiction. And it's basically about um, all of the scientific, you know, problems out there that we don't understand still. Mm-hmm. And they started getting into string theory and um, dark matter. and uh, Is it dark matter or am I saying it wrong? Anyways, they started getting into some really heavy physics shit and I was not there for it. Like I didn't get it. And I even tried reading, reading up on some of it and they just either didn't break it down well for me or I just was too stupid to understand. (laughs) So I gave up on that one because um, yeah, it was called, we have no idea for a good reason. Cause they they were just talking about how there's still, you know, like 95% of science that we don't understand. Our brains can't like, figure out yet and it was interesting but kind of depressing at the same time because you're like wow we have a long ways to go <laughs> yeah it's one of those things and I've, I've listened to some podcasts and one of the things you're talking about the some of the science things it's like it's, it's scary depressing or whatever to think that some of these things we may just never unlock just because mm-hmm. our monkey brains can't handle it it's mm-hmm. like and and one of the best examples i ever heard someone mention you know explain it is was you know it doesn't you know you can give the best physics teacher the best materials the you know all of the time in the universe but they're never going to be be able to teach the smartest golden retriever how to do physics it's <laughs> the it, yeah it, it may be the smartest dog ever but their brains just don't work that way. But They're the just hardware not isn't up. set up to receive the message. Basically. Right. And there yeah. may be things science wise, we're just going to keep bumping up against me. Like our brain just is not made to comprehend this. So maybe there's a, a more enlightened form of life out there that gets it and can see in 20 million dimensions and, you know, looks at us and laughs, but yeah, you know, we're the golden retriever to them. <laughs> maybe. But yeah, I mean, that was one that I just, I couldn't. This is why I listen to Star Talk because Neil deGrasse Tyson breaks down a lot of these complicated subjects for me and makes me feel not quite as stupid. Well, he also does a really good job of it too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he's great at speaking in layman's terms and like 
the people on his show, you know, are also really smart. So, uh, Chris, do you have any more? Yeah, I have. I don't remember. Well, one of them I remember the name. The Star Wars Catalyst book that we did one time. Oh, yes. I just realized I'm more of a Trekkie than I am a Star Wars. <laughs> and, uh, I, just, I just like, I, I don't know who these people are. And I'm not sure why I'm reading this. So I think about, I'm not like, sure why I'm reading this. Uh, like, I'm not sure. I just am not enough of a fan to really want to read more about the Star Wars universe. So just realize I'm more of a Trekkie. And then the other one I stopped reading. I love, I really do love history, but I realize I like history shows and documentaries and films. I don't like reading about it. I was trying to read this book. I was trying to be all educational and read this book about um, Henry VIII's life and sort of from childhood all the way up till he died and all the ins and outs and oh, stuff. Oh, that's my and, shit. Henry VIII. Yeah. <laughs> I love, love watching shows about him and documentaries about him, but I did not like reading. I don't know if there's a way the woman wrote it or whatever, but it was very, very dry. And I had to stop about, I don't know, like 100 pages in and be like, not today. And I don't even know where that book is now. I think I gave it away. <laughs> and apparently not tomorrow or the day after. Well, or never. <laughs> or never, yeah. It's funny you say that because that reminds me that there's actually a book about Anne Boleyn that I started years ago and never finished because of the way it was written. And I just – it wasn't captivating me. But I've read dozens of books about Henry VIII and all his wives. I just could not get through that one. Yeah. So it's funny how sometimes the author is like – just you don't connect with them or something. Mm-hmm. Did not connect with her style of writing. Maybe it's the same author. I feel like she was just, I, I had it in my head that she was just dry, very British, very proper, and just boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's the material, you know, the actual book itself. And sometimes you're right, it's the, it's the author, it's the way they write that. Yeah. It can be something, like you said, something you're really into, you're really interested in, and you start, you know what? I just remembered something else, and it was an actual physical book, so this was a long time ago. But I got this book, and it was about uh, Nintendo and, like, how Nintendo started and and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, that seems like a really interesting thing. I'm really into video games. I really like Nintendo games. This should be good. And I got very – I did not get it very far into the book at all. And I was just like, I cannot read this. This is putting me to sleep Uh, because it probably was written more like a history book than anything else. But yeah, it just, I'm like you watching shows um, or movies that are uh, documentaries or are based. It's much easier to go through history than just reading it because it just, it puts me to sleep otherwise. So yeah, I completely understand that. Well, do y'all have anything else you want to throw out there? Um, the only other ones I had were from my early Audible days. Uh, I, I downloaded one called Lego, A Love Story, which I thought would be interesting because it was about a guy discovering Legos as an adult and becoming, they call them, a falls adult fans of Lego. Mm-hmm. You know, like the people that are just like master builders. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't get very far in that one. It just didn't captivate me. And, uh, you know, Legos are cool and fun and I thought it'd be neat, but yeah, didn't keep me. And then the other one is called The Disappearing Spoon and Other Tales of Madness, Love, and the History of the Worlds from the Periodic Table. 
So basically, yeah, it was like stories about the different elements, how they were discovered or ways that they were used throughout history, which is my jam because I love history and I love science, but I just never could get through it all the way. And it was interesting. I just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those that didn't keep me, hold my interest. So I kind of just forgot about it, I guess, until I went back and looked at it. So maybe I'll go back to it. But well, yeah, that was, was like my that. next question. Uh, are there any of these that you plan? Like I said, I, I may one day go back and revisit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I not anytime soon, I don't think. Um, it's just it's hard to, especially if you're if you're reading a series or you found you know some books that you're really interested in. It's hard to force yourself to go. Okay, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go give this other thing a chance when it's like I could be spending my time doing this thing I actually really like instead of trying this other thing that I already have shown that I didn't care for. <laughs> um, so it's kind of hard to do that, especially if you're not like in a class or like doing it for a group or something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, it's rough to do that, but. I've started looking at it as like, I have a finite amount of free time and a finite amount of space in my brain, and I don't want to waste either on things that don't interest me or serve me, you know, help me in some way. Absolutely. I want to learn new things, but if I know it's something that will never benefit me, that really won't help me, like, you know, in the long run or make me feel good, then I'm probably going to just move on. I com- I completely understand that. I'm the same way. It's you're right. You've only got so much time and so much energy and you're just like, I don't really want to do this. I, I'm old enough. I want to do what I want to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, well, that's, I guess that's it for the main topic tonight. Uh, wh- what else have y'all been reading? It's been a while since we've talked. So have y'all, have y'all read anything else that y'all got through? <laughs> <laughs> well, I started on next month's book while I was in Canada with them. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I think we got like halfway through it. So yeah. Oh, okay, cool. It. Yeah. They've already read it. Um, the only other thing I've been reading is Desert Solitaire by Edward Abbey, which is kind of a classic uh, environmental book. He was, uh, I guess he was kind of an activist slash uh, alarmist when it came to, you know, people encroaching on the natural world and, he was he would he wrote about like um, the balance between appreciating nature through the national park system and preserving it, and he kind of tended to lean towards preserving it, but he knew that people needed access to it to appreciate it, so he was kind of torn. And um, I've been wanting to read it for years, and then when I was actually in Utah and Moab, I found it for like fifty cents at a thrift shop. So the world was telling me to buy it and read it. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, so that's all I've been reading. <laughs> cool. Chris, have you been reading anything? Yeah, we finished Outland for the second time. Um, the kids uh, got through it for the first time. Quinny really, really liked it. Um, nice. And then I'm finishing up the Deathly Hollows for the second time. Oh, okay. Yes. And then I'll just start right back. <laughs> One. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you said that because there are series that I'll just keep going back. I keep going okay. back to the Bob, uh, the Bobaverse books. I keep going back through. 
I'll keep going through the um, the Magic 2.0 series. They're just fun books to read. I've done Harry Potter twice now. And like I said, they're fun. They're just, there's something I can put on in the background and listen to. And if I'm dip out and do something else, it's fine. I come back. I'm like, oh, okay, we're in this part. You just keep yeah. going. So that's they're actually- fun until you meet Brit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've actually read three different books since then. Uh, the first one is uh, I read it. Uh, because you know the new movie's coming out. Um, Stephen King's books do not <laughs> freak me out, and I'm saying that now until I talk about the next book that I read. Uh, yeah, Stephen King's books don't really freak me out. I liked it. Um, it's interesting because the way the book is written, it's literally it keeps going back and forth between the kids and when they're adults. So like the kids do stuff, and then the adults do stuff, and then the kids do stuff, and then the adults do stuff. And both times that they've done this uh, book as a movie, both the you know the TV series back in the 90s and the one that's coming out now, uh, they ripped them apart. They did all of the kids at once and then all of the adults at once. Um, and someone has said that someone has come forward and said that, uh, once, you know, they release both of them, they're going to go through and do a super cut and basically cut the two new it movies together. Like it was the book. And I'm like, that might be interesting to see. I've so never I watched it. or read any of those. So Mm-mm. not yeah, a fan, they, not a big horror fan. So the, the other book that I read and I've been meaning to get around to it is skeleton crew. And this is a, um, series of short stories, uh, from Stephen King, and once again, most of them are are fine. There is something about the mist, though. The movie messed me up, and the book kind of messed me up as well. And it's not like it's horrific. It just it just ends in this. It's so depressing and so dire of a situation. And it's just like I don't know. There's something about it that just really hits me, and I'm like it. It, like I was having weird dreams the night that I finished it. I'm just like, I've got to do something else. <laughs> um, and then the other uh, book that I read off of a suggestion that – or off of a comment that you made, Jen, on one of the shows is uh, The Five Love Languages. Oh, yeah. So, did you listen to it? I did listen to it. In his voice, in his country accent. <laughs> yes, it is. It is very country. Um, and then afterwards I, uh, went through and, you know, like went to the website or whatever. And like, uh, there's multiple tests. There's the test for adults in a relationship. There's a test for like teenagers. There's a test. There was another one anyway, but yeah, I did the test. Uh, any guesses as to which one is mine? Um, um, acts of service. Is that what you said? That's actually, yeah. That's actually Christie's. Christie's is, is acts of service. Uh, mine is touch. Really? Yep. Mm. So I'm like, and of course I had her take the test as well. And I'm like, well, this sucks. All you have to do to refill me is like (laughs) love on me stuff and and stuff. And for me to refill your tank, I have to work. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe for her that's work. You know, well, I if hope she's not, like but... me and she's not into like the whole touchy feely thing, you know, I might be like, oh, how do I do this? Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, and what's funny is, is the second one, I was really close on like four of them, at, but touch was the first one. The second one was um, gifts. And I'm like, normally, like, I went, I, I made a birthday wish list for Christy and I said, anyone who asks, give them this list. And the reason why is 
for the last, I don't know, five, six, maybe even seven years, uh, this time of year is always kind of tight for us. And this is when my birthday is. And I've always been like, well, I get money and I'll spend it eventually. But right now we really need to go ahead and pay this thing off or whatever. And then I never do. And I never spend any money on myself. And I'm just like, it's one of those things. It's like, I'm not even asking for anything big. I just, little gifts I've discovered as I've gotten older, I like getting little gifts. So Mm -hmm. whatever. It is what it is. So. (sighs) And he also likes to make little gifts for you know, to give us a geeks weekend and things like that. So exactly. Yeah. So I'm um, yes. And it made sense as I was the going through, I was like, yeah, I was like, makes sense. yeah. Okay. This does make sense, but, um, well, that is it for our show this week. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our next book, which has already been brought up is, uh, outland by Dennis E. Taylor. He is the one that wrote the Baba verse books. Um, it is very much in that vein in that um, if you don't like resource management, you're not going to like these books. But I like resource management, and, <laughs> and I am cannot wait for the second book in this series to come out. Oh, I'm so excited. Are they doing about. another one? Oh, yeah. He's doing a whole series of them. So nice. I follow him on uh, on uh, uh, Twitter, and you know, so often he's like, well, getting through this part. And I'm just like, yes, keep going. So exciting. Yes. Um, but yeah, when you when you finish it, Jen, you'll see you'll be like, oh, okay, what's the next yeah. one? Yeah. So. I can see how it could be left open for Yeah. Uh well there's a whole like the world building and it's really good and I'm just like, we just need to keep exploring this. So Yeah, absolutely. But um like I said, that is our show uh for the month, ladies and gentlemen. Uh we will actually finish because you know, three of the four people have actually finished the next book and Jen's halfway through it. So <laughs> we'll be good for the next one. Uh, we will be talking about Outland by uh, uh, Dennis C. Taylor on our next show. So if you would, please give us a five star rating on iTunes, uh, Stitcher and Google Music. Anywhere you can find uh, podcasts, you should be able to find the show. You can also find our other shows, the Epically Geeky Show, which we're recording this uh, coming weekend and uh, the um, Sustainably Geeky, which you just recorded in an episode last night, right? Yep. So I'll be getting that over to you soon. All right. So yeah, well, they'll probably when this comes out, there'll be probably new episodes the following week of the other two shows. So it all just kind of bunches together for some reason. So, <laughs> um, where can we find you online, Jen? Um, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Het's Gonna Be Me, and of course here on Marginally Geeky on the Epically Geeky Show and Sustainably Geeky, the podcast for the everyday environmentalist. Chris, where can we find you online? Um, not so much on the Instagram anymore, uh, but on Epically Geeky and here at Marginally Geeky and Sustainably Geeky. And you can find me at Optimachine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am on the show. I am on uh, the Epically Geeky show, and I'm talking to our buddy Cyrus. And we may be doing a video game show, but I've got to, i got to figure that out a little bit more. So. <laughs> We'll see how that goes, uh, but we'll give we'll we'll put those announcements out as it happens. So, for everyone on the site, have a good night. This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 